0: Oh, sir. Sit down. Welcome back, creeps.
1: Too bad we can't give Jackson a bottle or something and put him to sleep. I know.
0: So, Jack- as you have already heard.
1: Yeah, Jackson's a dog.
0: Yeah, he's not our dog, but he's definitely going to be featured on this episode.
1: Because he wants to bark, because he wants to go outside in the backyard, but we can't let him because the backdoor neighbor is putting up a brand new fence. And if we let him back there... He's, he's going to kill him. He's going to...
0: Stone dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. he's going to
0: try, at least? <laughs> no,
1: he'll just go over there and want to play with him. But, um, but the guy picks in the fence, but... Um,
0: like There's tools everywhere and all that.
1: And there's literally, like, wide open space to the guy's yeah. backyard.
0: So, that's the noise that you can hear in the background. We're not in Casa del Creep right now. No. We're, uh, we're dog-sitting yeah and that's fine it makes a nice change of scenery yeah this setup is actually really good it is like this would be perfect for us i love it um
1: i fucking love it
0: maybe when we upgrade our living situation we can set up a studio like this so that we yeah. actually face each other
1: It mm-hmm.
0: will probably make for better video too let us know because we're recording right now
1: oh shit we are yeah
0: so this is, we're going to try and incorporate into our vlog. Don't forget to check it out. Adam and Dulce on YouTube. Yeah. On YouTube. Um, yeah. So anyway, welcome to titillating tales of true terror for June.
1: Yeah. June. Fucking hell. June. So
0: we actually have like, a, this is an extra special one as well, I think, because, I mean, this is like 10 months now.
1: Ten months. Pew pew pew. <laughs> pew pew.
0: Um but we actually have a physical well it's not handwritten, but it's typed and printed.
1: Printed.
0: And sent to us by one of our amazing listeners who sent us in. I'm sure everybody else has seen this now, because this was like I think we got it about two weeks ago. Yeah. And we've posted it everywhere multiple times. Yeah. Since. But we got an amazing Maxim Pork chop. Pet Portrait and their Instagram is
1: paint pains,
0: paint pains.
1: Yeah. So, and we're talking about Tess McDonald, everyone.
0: So if you want one, like we're going to, I'll repost this. I'll put it on our Instagram story. It's also in the first episode of our blog. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll repost it on our story so you can check it out. And if you want something similar, reach out to paint pains on Instagram. And tell her what you want. And yeah. Sort it out.
1: Yep. Pay so her yeah. money. Get a picture.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Commissioned pet portraits by Paint Pains. Yes. On titillating tales of true terror. This is fantastic.
1: From Weekly Creep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Dulce's is going to read the letter that we received with it.
1: Yes. The fact that she printed this.
0: Oh, it was the best thing ever. It was.
1: People nowadays just send emails. Yeah. She took the time to print this and post it to us.
0: And we got illustrations.
1: She had to go to a post office for this. Yeah. That's I'll, so cool.
0: I'll double check with uh, Tess, but if she says, cool, I'll post the illustrations that are on here as well.
1: Cool. And I know it seems like I'm, I'm like, yes, obviously she had to go to a post office to post this. And obviously she had to print this for it to get to you physically
0: people don't do that though
1: that's my point it's people don't do that and it's fucking it, awesome yeah that's it's what such a nice gesture made
0: it extra special obviously yes. we love all of our creeps just the same yeah but this was just a really nice gesture and we would never expect anybody to do it for
1: exactly
0: us. yeah so read me this letter I actually haven't heard any of this I don't think.
1: my mouth tastes like white raw onions and I love it
0: wow oh yeah we just got back from in and out <laughs> But it's okay because it was a protein burger, so that cancels out the milkshake <laughs> and the fries.
1: They make so good food. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they make so good food I can't even English.
1: Okay. Right. Um, I need to read more books because I I find that my grammar is starting to decline.
0: Yeah, mine is too.
1: Um, anyway.
0: It's so hot in here right now, isn't
1: it? No. Why'd you turn up the A.C.? You fool.
0: Mm, I would later.
1: Are you drinking a hot beverage? Yeah, but I was you hot before that. You have a long that. sleeve shirt. That's flannel.
0: Um, that's rolled up and loose. I might attribute Loosey to, goosey. to that. Anyway, read me this letter. Here
1: we are. Welcome back, creeps. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So Tess says, Dear Dulce and Adam. Oh, I should put me first.
0: I always sign everything Dulce and Adam. Like uh, any of the Patreon postcards or any of the stickers that we sent Mm out, I'm almost sure I've signed all of them Dulce and Adam. Okay. Just saying. (laughs) I do it too.
1: You're like, please love me. Yeah. (laughs) So Tess says, Dear Dulce and Adam, thanks for sharing my weird little stories on the pod. In a time where we all seem... To be a little more isolated, it's nice to meet new people and make connections. Agreed? Yeah, absolutely. Not to get all mushy on you, but the community you inspire with Weekly Creep has made me feel a little less alone in a lonely time. So thank you. I had my mom listen to the show her story is in and she loved it too. She's usually not into spooky stuff, but she said you guys are very funny and she really enjoyed the show. Oh, thank God. <laughs> she might not enjoy the necrophilia episode. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've been on a necrophilia kick as of late. I'm sending you the original doodle I did of pork chop, but it's pretty small and not of a great quality. I wanted to send you a little something extra too. You don't have to read this on the pod. I don't want you to think I'm just doing this as an ad or something, but I do pet portrait commissions like this on my Etsy shop. If you know anyone who would be interested, it's at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Tanner's Corner. That's Tanner's with two N's, guys. I have other art up there too. Anyway, here are two more stories. As I went through your back catalog... I kept being reminded of things. So these two are related to dreams and sleep paralysis. The first story is actually my dad's. This happened to him when he was a young man around his late 20s. He was living in his parents' house at the time. His bedroom was odd in that it had two doors at opposite ends, making it kind of like a wide passageway. Anyway, he said he woke up lying on his stomach on his bed and he couldn't move or look around but he knew there were a bunch of people in his room on either side of the bed. And they were laughing and mocking him. And then his bed started to move through these lines of people. He said he also thought Mr. Dirt was there. Apparently, he had reoccurring nightmares about this guy from an old mobile commercial called Mr. Dirt.
0: Mr. Dirt.
1: Here's a picture of him. So I guess he's like, like the gecko from Geico and yeah, yeah. Ronald McDonald from McDonald's. Oh. oh god yeah I, I, <laughs> that's fucking awful oh, oh my <laughs> okay creepy right oh absolutely yeah and we will <laughs> definitely include th- this picture <laughs> i didn't you- know because like i had
0: just scanned this earlier and like i had seen the things but i didn't really look at them yeah but uh yeah that's fucking terrifying
1: <laughs> he, does he live in the car Is he like hybrid human car?
0: I think he's just Mr. Dirt.
1: Mm. Anyway, he eventually was able to move and ran out of his bedroom. When I asked him if he was scared, he said, oh, yeah. My dad isn't one to talk about being scared, so I guess it was pretty bad. Anyway, what struck me was that this Mr. Dirt guy kind of seems like a male version of the typical old hag other people see during sleep paralysis. What do you think? He looks like something.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like if, let me see him again.
1: He looks like one of those uh, clowns that try to look like. They're like a hobo, hobo clown? Clowns. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. And I do not like it.
1: <laughs> right. So I'm going to hide this picture in Adam's pillow <laughs> so he can find it. <laughs>
0: No, do it to tape it to the uh, reverse camera so when I hit reverse on the car. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. The next one, this next one involves both my mom and I. So my oldest memory is actually a memory of a dream. I don't know if I was actually a baby when I had this dream or just very young, dreaming that I was a baby, but I have always had this memory. So I had to have been four at the very oldest. In the dream, I'm a baby, and I'm in my crib at night. I look over my left shoulder and through the bars to the open window, there's a soft light in my room, like a nightlight. But the hallway lights are off. Creeping around the corner of my door into my room is a black, evil-looking wolf. I start screaming and crying, and that's it. That's all I remember. Now the wolf didn't look like a real wolf. It had weirdly cartoon eyes. Here's how I remember it. Honestly, this looks like like it could have been like a one of those dark Pokemon.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's exactly what it, it it's looks. It's
1: actually like. really cute.
0: Well, I don't know about that. Like, it looks like it'll fuck you up.
1: <laughs> well, I guess if it's like enormous, then I wouldn't think it's so cute.
0: It's like uh, the dark sand Oh yeah. Pokemon card. Yes that's exactly what it's like <laughs> and those bitches scratched
1: now here are some weird things when I was a baby we lived in this one house that the dream takes place in but we moved before I was four I have no other memories from this house so I really have no idea what the floor plan was like I don't know where my crib was or what the rooms were like also as a baby I had night terrors where my parents couldn't wake me up so there's that Plus, as a baby, how would I know what a wolf is? How would I know it's dangerous? We had big dogs, and I love them. My first word was our German shepherd's name. So I don't see my young self being particularly afraid of canines. That is weird. Yeah. Maybe she had, like, this... I mean, like, how babies know something's not right.
0: Yeah, it's just whatever is, like, programmed into us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's weird.
1: Anyway, here's the weirdest part. Around when I was (laughs) 20... My mom and I were talking and she casually asked me what my earliest memory was. I told her the above story and her eyes went wide. She then told me when she was pregnant with me, she had a reoccurring nightmare of a black wolf stalking around our house and only she could see it. She said her wolf also looked kind of cartoony and she confirmed that my crib was by the door like in my dream. Make of that of, Make of that what you will, but I think it's pretty crazy. Maybe... Mother-child telepathy? I don't know, but it's pretty cool. Anyway, thanks again for the podcast. I hope you like the pics. Keep up the good work. All the best. Tess McDonald.
0: That was fucking nuts.
1: Oh, look, she put pictures of her pups.
0: Love it. Tess, I I am going to ask you first, but (laughs) I'm definitely posting these pictures as as long as that's okay.
1: Her dog's name is Doug. Doug the dog. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. (laughs) it's fender and doug oh i have to say
0: guitar yeah i guess or like a car or a bike part Mm. um like part of me would love a dog and i know i've said this before like i never liked cats i only ended up with pork chop because nobody else would take her yeah but now that i have obviously the two fucking and max was the same like we rescued him and now that I have them, like, yeah, I'm not going to go fucking get rid of them. <laughs> but I always had, like, I grew up with a big dog. Yeah. And I still love the idea of having one. But they're just so much work. Yeah. They're literally like a child. Yep. Like, oh, I'm going away. I got to put them in a fucking hotel. Yeah. Or so You know what I mean?
1: Or like there's the dentist bills if, or vet bills. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they're puppies. There's a lot of maintenance there.
0: I mean, maybe when we're traveling the world in our fucking, in our converted van.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) Then we
0: won't have to worry about like anybody else looking after the dog. We could look after it.
1: And when it's growing up, you have to train it. And if it picks up bad habits, you have to break them.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of stress. My uncle um, just got a little chocolate lab and he is gorgeous. But fucking hell, I think he might already be regretting it. To be honest, <laughs> like
1: I've I've had like well, Max, we had him as a kitten, and yeah. he wasn't bad, even though he is a handful. We it, it he was just
0: a kitten, like that was yeah. the problem,
1: right? Well, it wasn't a problem. It's just something to get used right. to. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that first week was challenging. But I just have it in my head that if it was a dog, it'd be much more challenging.
0: Oh yeah, that I mean, like Max. We literally rescued him from a car park and like straight away he knew to use the litter box. Yeah, it was really strange. And he
1: didn't have fleas. No. Didn't have worms. Like where do you, how the fuck does that happen?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, this next person is another animal lover and another returning storyteller. Story sender (laughs) in (laughs) her. And actually funny enough that we just had that whole Dulce and Adam conversation because jenny s says hey adam and dulce or dulce and adam (laughs) oh anyway i have another story from my crazy life but this one will include some background as well george is doing well and shedding like crazy yay warm weather george is the guinea pig remember
1: oh yeah yeah doesn't she have like several guinea pigs
0: i i think so yeah she
1: has like a guinea pig farm
0: no, that was just a video that she oh. sent me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought that was for real.
0: No, because I we got we were talking and I was like, I said something along the lines of like two cats is plenty for me. Like I can't imagine having more pets than that. Uh, this seriously is like the fucking theme of this episode, apparently. Um, but yeah, she sent me a video of I guess it was a guinea pig farm. It was fucking nuts, <laughs> just all going around. <laughs> <laughs> like those weird fucking guinea pig noises. <laughs> anyway, back to the story. I am part Native American, but it's from my grandmother, who was half Native. So she's a quarter Native, I guess.
1: Doesn't matter, you're Native.
0: Oh, yeah. She was very ashamed of being Native and an orphan, so she really didn't talk about it much. Her last name was changed from Short Bull to just Short. Short to hide this fact
1: that's fucking awesome though short yeah short bull oh f- uh, such me a cool up. fucking name i know <laughs> um
0: she was able to hide and pass as white for most of her life sadly i didn't get much time with her i only remember a few times i spent with her when i was very young i was her youngest grandchild and for some reason her favorite radon that's all
1: that's really awesome yeah to feel
0: about half of my heritage, as far as we can tell, is Scottish. Oh. I, have had, I have had supernatural encounters most of my life. My mother never denied what I had seen, but she was very religious and always told me I had the power to, to tell things to go away in the name of Jesus. Mm. I have learned to block a large majority of the energy that tries to bombard me over the years. I honestly feel if I did not, I would end up in a rubber room.
1: He didn't okay, like Jackson, that. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> Jackson's
0: worry. scared of these stuff. <laughs>
1: Don't worry, she's not in a rubber room.
0: All this background is kind of set up for what happened at my mother's funeral. She was 63 and I was 23 when she passed. I pretty much felt her spirit leave, even though I was many miles away. I had been my mother's hospice carer for her last couple of months. She knew she was going to die with a heart issue and had decided not to have any treatment. The night before she passed away, my youngest brother and I were both sitting with her in her bedroom, talking about life and last wishes, etc. Knowing someone is going to die doesn't really help when they go. The next morning she had a doctor's appointment in Austin and we lived out in the hill country. I woke up after my parents had left for town. I got a call from my aunt the next day telling me that my mom had passed away and things kind of went into a blur for me at that time. I've had PTSD from my childhood, so it's not that surprising that I do not really remember that time very well. I know at one point the realization she was really gone hit me when I was walking into the kitchen, and I just hit the floor crying for about an hour. I helped with what arrangements I could, but one of my nieces had been left in Austin and could not get out to where the funeral was. I was able to ask some close family and friends to take me into town to pick her up because my car was not working at the time. We got back barely in enough time to attend. It was really difficult seeing all the people who were there. My mom was my best friend in life and just a wonderful person. She was there for me through a lot of really tough times. I tried to speak at the funeral but I broke down crying. Then my father stood up. My father was a very flawed person, but I don't want to get into a history of my relationship with him. He was with my mother in town for her appointment, so he had information I did not know. My father said that they went to the doctor and my mom's heart was really bad. The doctor suggested she go to the hospital, so that's where she went. They basically did the opposite of what my mother wanted. She wanted to just, quote, go home to be with Jesus. They started trying to treat her and it totally failed. They came out and told my father that she was gone and he said he needed to go get his address book from his car so he could start to notify the family. When my father came back from the car, a nurse told him they had put my mother's body in a room so that he could go in and have a chance to say goodbye. My mother had been declared dead already so she was not connected to any machines. The nurse accompanied my father to the room and he walked into the room and over to the bed. This is when things got weird. Whoa. My mother had been there for a few minutes, and when my father approached, she sat up in the bed. I'm sure my father was in a bit of shock, but she started talking to him about us kids. He told her not to worry about us, that we were all grown and would be okay. While he was speaking to her, A couple of people who knew my mother had been placed into the room after being declared dead walked past and noticed that she was sitting up and talking. The nurse that had walked to the room with my father would not let anyone else into the room. My mom said she was tired and wanted to go to sleep. My father told her to rest and she laid back down and was gone. The nurse walked over after she laid back down and checked for a pulse and there was none. I feel like this is proof that life does not end here. There has to be something more beyond this. I don't tell this story to many people because I don't think they would believe me. If anyone is capable of doing something like that, it would be my mother for sure. I hope one day I will get the pleasure of being with my best friend again. As always, I have many stories. It's just a matter of digging around in my mind and remembering them. That sounds a bit painful. LOL. Jen. (laughs) That's what she said, not me and that was, um, like, thank you. Tulsa is literally in tears here. That was such a heartfelt story.
1: I think the part that got me was she said that she wanted to be with her best friend again.
0: Yeah, I, thankfully, touch wood. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine what, what that's like uh, for anyone. Yeah. But that's still a hell of a story, though. Yeah, and it's
1: fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, wild
0: and she knew what she wanted as well. I think that's, that was uh, yeah, probably where she got most of her fucking energy from. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. That's amazing.
0: I think that one has left us both kind of uh, speechless a little bit.
1: A little floored, I'd say.
0: Yeah, floored. Absolutely. Jen, thank you so much, as always. And I yeah, hope thanks
1: for sharing that with us.
0: I hope you and George and the rest of your guinea pigs are doing well.
1: Your herd. Yeah, your,
0: your mini, <laughs> miniature herd of miniature pigs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. This one comes to us from Angelica C. A.K.A. Ninja Pop-Tart.
0: Oh, yeah. This one actually <laughs> just came in today. Today or yesterday, and I haven't had a chance to write back. But, uh, so th- she has... I think she was on... Not the last titillating tales, but the one previous to that. I can't, she was definitely in May's titillating tales. Anyway, Ninja Pop Tart.
1: <laughs> Hello again, Dulce and Adam. Hello. That, that's what tipped me off. Where it's like, oh, she's emailed before. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I should tell you some more experiences I had in my childhood home that I talked about in May. So, Gemma, as I told you before, She was always the grandmother type. I saw her often, but most was her warning me about the man. So I won't go into those right now. And she prefaces this with a trigger warning, slight child abuse mentioned. I remember waking up early one morning to the smell of cookies. My family was never the baked cookie type. I got up and no one else was awake. The night before had been a rough night for me, so I was still sore from the hits. The man had made everyone quite angry at me. I noticed the clock above the stove said it was 3 a.m. One minute was complete darkness, and the next thing I noticed was like seeing a movie, or like I had stepped back in a time. I saw Miss Gemma, or at least a younger version of her. She was baking all kinds of sweets. So just to um, like double back, Gemma was one. I think Gemma was one of the spirits in the house yeah, that she used to and live so in. Yeah, so was the man. Yeah, that she would see in this in this house, along with others. She even had some flour on the tip of her nose. It was like I wasn't even there. She was moving around her kitchen with ease. I could feel myself get emotional watching her in her element. How happy she looked. I sniffed to try to keep my tears in control, and it seemed like she heard me. She glanced in my direction and walked towards me. Young Miss Gemma quickly turned into elderly Gemma by the time she stood in front of me. She smiled a sad smile at me and said, I wish I could have gave you some of my famous cookies, darling. They ease all kinds of pains. I made them with so much love. She went to reach me and disappeared.
0: Wow. I bet Miss Gemma's cookies were fucking unbelievable.
1: Mm. (laughs) Nothing like cookies made from scratch.
0: I don't know that I've ever had actual, like, made from...
1: Scratch cookies? Yeah. You haven't?
0: I don't... I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I've definitely had, like,
1: the ready-made cookie dough. I feel like you have. I feel like I've made you some.
0: From cookie dough, though? No. Well, I used to
1: make them with the kids all the time. I'll make you some. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, like, it's... There's no other... There's a different flavor. Maybe wait
0: a few weeks. I'm trying to <laughs> ease off. When the you,
1: you can tell because you eat a lot of store-bought cookies and you're going to notice the difference.
0: Oh, I bet I will.
1: So this is about the man. Most of my friends never felt comfortable spending the night at my house, but one of my friends did one night. We fell asleep around 10 p.m. after a long day of playing in the pool. I woke up a few hours later and felt something at the foot of my bed. I thought my friend was returning to bed, coming back from the restroom, but noticed she was still on the other side of the bed. I looked down and saw the man crouched by the Uh. foot of the bed. I saw him slowly twitch and tilt his head to the side. As it seemed he noticed that I was awake. He zoomed forward and was hovering over my friend. It seemed like he was inspecting her and was reaching towards her. I panicked and pushed her away from him, which caused her to fall off the bed. (laughs) He growled and disappeared. My friend woke up and I apologized to her, saying I moved in my sleep. I couldn't tell her about the man trying to reach her. We went and slept on the two couches in my living room. My friend woke up early in the morning and felt sick to her stomach. She was supposed to stay the whole weekend, but went home after one night. The next night, I woke up at the same time, but this time... The movement came from the side of my bed. I opened my eyes and I saw the man. He looked as though he was on his knees and praying with his elbows on the bed. But all you can hear was,
0: Won't get
1: rid of me.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: The whole time I was hearing him, he just kept twitching faster and faster. The evil, radiant. The evil radiating off of him made it feel like I couldn't breathe. I was silently crying, not knowing what to do. That's when I heard Miss Gemma, Little Thomas, and Edward at the same time. Close your eyes. I shut my eyes tight and felt a warm breeze go past me. The next thing I remember was waking up and not feeling drained, as I usually did whenever I saw the man. I didn't see him for a few days, but of course he came back. He always came back. Maybe next month I'll tell you some more experiences I had with little Thomas and Edward. Hope you're doing well. P.S. My family and I moved away from that apartment, the one close to the old house. Since the fire in my old bedroom, I was dreaming about walking into the house while I was on fire every single night. And each night I would end up closer and closer before I would wake up. My depression was horrid and I didn't have any energy. I wasn't myself anymore. My fiance and I decided it would be healthier for me if we moved away from that area, so we did. And I truly feel like I can breathe again. Wow. Wow.
0: That's impressive. I'm really glad you got the fuck away from there.
1: Yeah. Like you had like the the strength to identify to just say we you know, like
0: We need to get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, that's not easy. No, it's not. That's a. Uh, oh that man just sounds like a fucking creep.
1: He sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Like, I can't absolutely. Get
0: can't get rid of me. No fucking thank you. This is like, because I know, like, obviously we do this and it, like it's partially because when we were younger and still do have, like, an obsession with fucking ghost stories and yeah. horror movies and all, but I don't know how well I would have coped with something like that as a kid. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Like, I was already, like, as a kid, I was already a pain in the ass. so i can't imagine like how bad i would have been yeah if i had this to deal with as well
1: well we hope to hear uh the rest of your stories about little thomas and edward maybe some more about gemma and the man
0: yeah yeah everybody just keep sending in your stories we're always 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 happy to get them
1: i really like these stories
0: it's my favorite parts like my favorite episodes probably every month yeah it's just yeah because like one, we don't have to do any work. Other than read them. <laughs> and two, it's always like a nice surprise and we don't know what we're actually going to get. You know what Yeah. I mean? Even if some of them are fucking horrifying. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this last one is from Devin Teeter. All right. And he has his own podcast. Cool. He reached out to me on Twitter and... His podcast is called Blunt Force History Podcast. Hmm. So definitely go and check him out. But interestingly enough, do you remember the episode we did on Okinawa? The Japanese, well, it's an American military base in Japan. Yes. Right.
1: Hantere, yes.
0: Yeah. That was like one of my, like, that was one of the ones I really enjoyed, like, researching. But I remember scouring trying to fight i was like oh i wish i could like get s- just a few more like personal stories rather than the legends behind it, mm. it turns out devin is a marine
1: mm-hmm.
0: or an ex-marine and he lived there oh and he has his own stories.
1: i bet he does that yeah. place is haunted
0: so anyway he says i'm devin from the blunt force history podcast hey devin just following up my twitter messages with an email so you had some stories to go into from a military perspective I've got a few, so bear with me.
1: I fucking love military stories.
0: So do I, yeah. It's like such a fucking out there concept for me. Like, Anyway, I'll start with the ones from Okinawa.
1: Okay.
0: I was stationed on Oki. Nice. I'm going to call it that from now on. (laughs) People are going to think I'm real in there. (laughs) I was stationed on Oki from 2013 to 2016. During that time, I had a few paranormal experiences. And I know quite a few others that did as well. In a nutshell... Okinawa is easily the most haunted place on earth. Before anyone tries to refute that fact, I'd like to highlight that the locals literally have a month-long festival to appease the spirits of the dead in August. Plus, the island is littered with shisha dogs, which are statues designed to repel evil spirits. Damn. The entire Rukyu archipelago is a hotbed for paranormal shit. I already knew how to pronounce archipelago. I didn't just stop the whole fucking show to look it up. My stories come in mainly around 2013 to 2014. I got on island before my wife did, so I spent about six months in the barracks while I did all the paperwork to move her out. Thank you, government. Trust me, I know all about fucking government paperwork. I was living on Camp Henson, just outside of Kintown in the north-ish part of Oki. Keep in mind, this is the same base that has the story of the ghost cigarette bomb at gate three. The place had a haunted reputation well before I arrived. So I move in and I'm adjusting to the work-life balance thing. I had to shift my sleep schedule to actually stay awake at work and also talk to my wife back home. That meant going to bed as soon as work was over and waking up in the wee hours to talk to her. One night, I was awakened in the middle of a deep sleep by a hand on my shoulder. Now, this barracks was nice. We actually had separate sleeping rooms inside of the larger barracks room. This wasn't the classic USMC grunt room with six dudes fighting over half of a studio apartment. Needless to say, my door was locked and I knew I was alone. Back to my rude awakening. Instead of jolting awake, I thought through what could be happening. I went through the only possibilities it could be. None of my friends wanted to go drinking with me because they would be way louder and more obnoxious. It wasn't the Judy NCO twenty four hour barracks security because he would be way louder and more and more obnoxious. Nah, this was obviously someone intentionally trying to fuck with me. So I did what all sane people would do. I opened my eyes, ready to tell one of my fellow Marines to fuck right off out of my room. But what I woke up to wasn't a fellow Marine. A little girl, dressed in traditional Okinawan garb, with black holes where her eyes should be, oh my God. was inches from my face. I got the scare of a lifetime, and I threw a punch so fast that I nearly <laughs> yeeted my laptop. I nearly yeeted my laptop clear across the room. Freaked out, I left the room and watched the movie with my friends. I called my wife for a while, and I calmed myself down until the early morning hours until I laid back down to watch TV. I was at the tail end of the Pacific, and I wanted to finish the show, like the Pacific TV show, not because he is in the Pacific too, right? Yes. I'm not wrong. No, you're not. (laughs) Okay. Little did I know, the last episode was the Battle of Okinawa. Not thinking, I clicked play anyway. Mm -hmm. It was already well into the night. There was no harm in one more episode, right? So I watched the Marines slug it out on Sugarloaf Hill, take Shuri Castle, and all that motivated nonsense. It was a damn good show. The episode ended. I set my nightly alarms. All was quiet. Just as my head hit the pillow... I could have sworn I heard my closet door scrape against the cheap carpet in my room. No fucking way, I thought to myself as I rolled over to grab my phone as a flashlight. Sure as shit, I point the light where my closet was and the door was wide open. (laughs) A quick glance at my cheap ass PX watch said it was 3am that also happened to be a great time to throw on some workout gear and wait until it was time to go to the gym. (laughs) (laughs) I know this story is a long one, so I'll end it by saying, no, I wasn't murdered by a ghost that night, but I was scared shitless. I've got more stories, and I might send you guys a video of some of of the weird shit that happened in our base house on Quantico. Oh, cool. But in all, Okinawa is haunted as fuck. Anybody that's lived there longer than six months will agree. Keep kicking ass, guys. Love the show. Semper Fidelis, Devin. And for those of you who don't know, because I actually, I just knew it was a, a Marine thing. thing. Yeah. It just means always faithful. I had to look it up. I was that's like, what so the fuck does that mean? So Semper Fi.
1: That's so dope.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, so much to fucking unpack there. So I
1: Googled traditional Akana window, uh, dress.
0: get that away from me I don't <laughs> want to see it right now Okay, but just,
1: I'm gonna edit this I'm gonna save it and I'm gonna edit this with black eyes I'm gonna show it to you <laughs> yeah
0: in the middle of the fucking night again guys go check out Devin uh, or go check out Devin's podcast Blunt Force History Podcast absolutely not I have to say like the other stories tonight yeah they were scary but this
1: but this <laughs>
0: <laughs> no fucking way. That's like the the stereotype. Absolutely not. And as well, she's lucky that that's all he did was throw a punch. Mm. Waking up a fucking Marine in the middle of the night like that. Yeah. He'll, Even I know better than that.
1: He'll find 50 ways to kill you. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Devin. And yeah, definitely. That wasn't long at all. Like we... Fuck, the longer was, the better. I, I always go- say so. I was good
1: Googling... Uh, I was googling. <laughs> I was googling Okinawa dress, and I saw something that said how Okinawa is so is very un-Japanese because they only recently became part of Japan.
0: Oh, so they were like their own nation before? Yeah. I, didn't,
1: oh. I don't know. I mean, recent is a very relative term. Yeah. 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 But apparently, it's uh, it's un-Japanese. Oh, so like it, it's its its own thing.
0: Probably like similar. Now, I don't mean this in a bad way at all. Like the way Hawaii is not like doesn't have American culture. Like uh, yeah. the Hawaii has yeah, is that's is true. very that's rich in its own history. Like,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. That's... Okinawa maybe is the same. It doesn't like mm-hmm. to or like the Basque people. They are not Spanish and never fucking tell one of them that they are. A Believe me.
1: Basque person.
0: Yeah. Basque country autonomous community of spain
1: oh it's autonomous so yeah they're not a part of spain
0: yeah no no no.
1: that's crazy all right
0: i think they have their own language anyway
1: well so blunt force
0: blunt force history podcast blunt
1: force history
0: i'm so behind on on podcasts like my regular listening because i've been super distracted by other things lately
1: i usually Um, listen at work um but lately i've noticed that uh my work has improved when I don't listen to things. <laughs> so I have to find time to catch up on all the podcasts that I normally listen to and implement others.
0: Yeah. that And like I've backed away from a lot of podcasts because I'm like, I don't want to end up just copying exactly what they're doing. You know what yeah, I mean? That's that, a big thing. That so.
1: is a huge thing. Yeah. Um, That's why I keep my beauty channels to a minimum because I don't want to start uh, regurgitating things I've seen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's another titillating tales of true terror, guys.
1: T- 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 fuck off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back. Well, I mean, we'll be back on fucking Friday, but we're gonna hold off. I, be another titillating tales of true terror in July. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm excited about July.
0: Oh, because we we have a vacation. Yeah. We're going on our holidays. <laughs> Blais- Jesus, love it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but um, that doesn't mean we're not going to upload, so...
0: What is it? Going to Saint-Tropez. Going to be tropic? topic. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, we're not going to Saint-Tropez. No.
1: <laughs> we're going to go to Florida, and we're going to be leather purses.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just going to chill with the beach. But yeah, you know, we're going to be vlogging it up over there. Yeah. Because uh, they're basically just fucking home movies for us, so...
1: Yeah. <laughs> probably we do can, a little extra. We can vlog... I mean, maybe we can record while we're there.
0: Maybe. I have that super cool new backpack now so we can fit a lot of stuff in it.
1: Yeah, because there's bound to be... Um,
0: Some quiet time for us.
1: Well, no. Logan I feel stuff. like um, the people that we're going with might want to do something that we might want to be like, you know what? I'm going to sit this one out.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, folks. Creeps. Okay, creeps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Creeps, folks. Yeah. Folks and creeps. Folks and creeps. Creeps
0: and peeps. And if blah, blah. you're
1: French, creeps. By
0: the way, okay, if you're still listening to this, which I know there's very few of you, yeah, my idea for a cooking show, weekly crap,
1: yeah, (laughs) just message me if you think I'm onto something here, okay? I had
0: a right little giggle to myself one night thinking about that.
1: When he texts me that, I text back, genius. Yeah, it's because it is. You are
0: a fucking genius. (laughs) I was like, oh, I know. (laughs) okay that's it creeps thank you all if you're still listening yeah check us out everywhere instagram if you're
1: you're still listening
0: (laughs) your weekly asmr um yeah don't don't forget to check out our new youtube channel adam and dulce please subscribe like the one or two videos whatever's up by now and uh yeah all the regular weekly creep stuff our patreon is out there if you want extra titillating tales of true terror Hit us up on Patreon. For the Pork Chop tier, you get an extra uh, Titillating Tales of True Terror. And the regular tiers, you just get extra shit. Like, whatever you fucking want, basically. Just let us know. We'll do it. Okay, that's enough of that. Bye. Bye.